1: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. at and
2: A witch hunt and the Apple capital of the world a rural valley where neighbors actually know each other turns into the scene of one of the worst sex scandals in US history? Hard to believe, but it happened.
3: Let's start with a listen to this. It's a three hour drive from Spokane to Wenatchee. You drive through the basin of Washington State where they grow everything, and then you drop down into this river valley where Wenatchee lies, and it's full of apple trees. This is the apple capital of the world. You're hearing Tom Grant, reporter, KREM,
2: co-executive producer of In the Valley of Sin. How does the apple capital of the world with that music playing in the background fit in with in the valley of sin. I think more of Vegas when I hear of sin city or the valley of sin, not Wenatchee, the apple capital of the world. No, uh, joining me right now, Tom Grant, award-winning journalist, former reporter KREM, uh, professor of journalism. Abraham Baldwin Agricultural College, and co-executive of In the Valley of Sin. You can find him at drthomasgrant.com. Dr. Elizabeth Loftus is joining us, distinguished professor of psychological science, criminology. Oh, I could go on and on. University of California, leading human memory expert. Okay, let me let that sink in for a moment. And special guest joining us, Mark Doggett, father and husband, Carol Doggett, mother and wife, and their children, John and Sam Doggett. Guys, before we get started, take one more listen to our friend Tom Grant, KREM.
3: When well, she has people who are hardworking and God-fearing and appreciative of their neighbors, you can see this as America's Eden, but... Humanity is burdened with that serpent in the garden.
4: If I could tell my 11-year-old self one thing, it would be, run. Get the fuck out of there.
2: Save yourself. You were just hearing the voice of another special guest joining us, Amber Doggett. And you are hearing her say, if I could tell my 11-year-old self one thing, it would be run and get the F out of there. But why? I wanna go first to Carol Doggett. Carol, explain to me what it felt like to get arrested.
5: Thank you for having me, Nancy. Um, the night that I was arrested was like walking into the twilight zone. Like I could not believe that I had been arrested. I considered myself a child worker. Um, not only did I have my own beautiful children, but I ran a daycare for a while in the eighties. I, um, took in foster kids. Um, you know, I love kids and I, to me, kids are easy listen to them pay attention to them give them what they need and and you can have a happy family and it was um it was definitely a nightmare like it was beyond comprehension let me ask you a couple of questions carol
2: because you know many people believe the home and the family centers around the mother no offense mark but (laughs) Children often run to mommy for love, for reassurance, for protection.
5: I want to hear about you. Where are you from? Um, I'm originally from California. And um, Mark and I moved up to Wenatchee to raise our kids in a healthier environment. Um, And and we loved Wenatchee. And, you know, it was a small community.
2: Let me ask about Wenatchee to Tom Grant. Tell
3: me about Wenatchee. Wenatchee is a beautiful city it's uh you know small at that time about 40,000 people it has um it sits in a, a valley between the mountains and uh and the the wheat fields a beautiful river runs through it uh, it's great for swimming and and it's just you know it's it feels like uh Well, it always felt like springtime to me. Perhaps that's because they have a big apple blossom festival, and that's what you think of. All the apple blossoms blooming in this beautiful city uh, at the edge of the mountains, and it's a lovely place.
2: Wow. It sounds so much, Carol, like where I grew up. In the middle of middle Georgia, unincorporated Bibb County, we had cherry blossoms, not apple blossoms. So you... Go there to raise your children in a more rural, safer environment. That's what I'm hearing. Back to when you were arrested. What happened?
5: Where were you? Well, we were at home. and um, What were you doing? We were eating dinner, uh, and we had just finished up. And uh, John had gone to stay with his aunt in a nearby town. And, right um and the aunt my sister had called me and said uh, she was just hysterical and she said um they just came and got john i was like who who just came and got john and she said this this big police guy and this um, cps guy and john didn't want to go he was really scared okay
2: hold on right there a cop And CPS, Child Protective Services. That's what that is. So you get this call at the home during dinner, supper, that they just, quote, came and got your son from his aunt's home, and then what happened?
5: Well, I tried to calm her down. Um, What happened then? So there was a knock at the door, and Mark answered the door, and then he stepped outside. And then he was gone. And then there was another knock at the door and I answered the door and it was two uniformed police officers on the porch, and they said, ma'am, can you step outside and I stepped outside and then they said, you're under arrest. And I was like me, why am I under arrest? And they said, just come with us. I said, can I go in and get my purse and tell my family where I'm going? Because we had, we had extended family there with us. And they said, no, just come with us. And then I was put in the back seat of a car and taken away.
2: To, to Dr. Elizabeth Loftus, a uh, distinguished professor of psychological science and criminology. Dr. Loftus, again, thank you for being with us. Oh, my pleasure. You know, many people look at the home as a place where you're safe, a sanctuary. What is your response to this happening to a mom who seemingly has no idea what's going on?
4: I'm just listening to this is absolutely horrifying. Um that she has no idea that
2: they won't give her a moment to tell the people in the house, uh, that they just whisk her away?
1: It's
2: it's 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 horrifying. Well I guess on the other hand, if cops really believe you've done something horrible, a felony, I guess they would come in. Dinner and family, to hey with that. They're making an arrest. But why? Uh, take a listen to this.
6: I was a pretty good kid. I, I was Mormon, and one thing about being raised Mormon is we never had the kind of talks that taught us about sex. Um, I hadn't been to sex ed yet in school. Uh, things were happening. I. One of my younger sisters and I started experimenting, um, playing around, fooling around.
0: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip.
3: I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've
0: summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA.
7: He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed.
4: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get
1: your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
2: Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Don't let a bad mattress stand between you and a good night's sleep. Lisa Mattress can help. From memory foam mattresses that hug in all the right places to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer incredible comfort and support at every price point. Collectively, their mattresses have over 20,000 five star reviews. Delivery is free, returns are easy, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your own home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows go to lisa.com forward slash nancy for an additional 50 dollars off mattresses and select goods that's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash nancy thanks lisa mattress for being our partner crime stories with nancy grace
6: I was a pretty good kid. I I was Mormon. And one thing about being raised Mormon is we never had the kind of talks that taught us about sex. Um, I hadn't been to sex ed yet in school. Uh, Things were happening. I, uh, one of my younger sisters and I started experimenting, um, playing around, fooling around. She did not like it one time um, and told my older sister about that. my parents came to me about it and uh, you know of course it's very embarrassing and shocking and and even though i knew it was wrong i didn't i didn't know what we were doing so my parents they knew that they couldn't handle it on their own they needed help so they went to counselors you
2: were hearing the voice of carol and mark's son john who had been i guess euphemistically speaking playing doctor with his sister and got busted was embarrassed um didn't really know how to react and he's with us right now so john how old were you when that happened you were at your aunt's correct
0: yes my, my parents thought it would okay. be uh more appropriate to have me removed from the house we had several i mean besides my sisters we had a couple foster girls that were living with us as well
2: joining me john's dad mark Dockett. thank you for being with us what went through your mind when you made the hard decision to send your son to stay with
1: his aunt um it wasn't that hard of a decision it just seemed like a logical decision mm-hmm. i mean we were trying to get to the bottom of things and and uh, like like John said, house full of girls and things as they stood, it, was, it just made sense.
2: To daughter Sam, do you remember when all of this happened? Yes, I do. What do you recall? Uh,
1: my younger sister called me upset and told me what had happened. And I wasn't living at home at the time. I was down in California with some family friends. And I, um, being the dramatic teenager I was, felt responsible and um, told my parents, told my mom what had been going on, and, uh, and it escalated from there. And joining me now, Amber Doggett,
2: sister, daughter. Amber, thank you for being with us. What are your recollections of this time?
4: I was fairly young at the time. And uh how young? Uh I was eleven. Um, and I, I might have been ten when this first started uh to come to light. And so um me and my young our youngest sister were kind of kept in the dark a little bit. Um, we knew somewhat what what was going on, but um we were uh We were pretty distracted by just childhood life we had these two new foster sisters that were you know fun and new and interesting and we had our friends and we lived across the street from a park and so we were um, we didn't really know all of the the details of what was going on we just knew that that brother had to go live with aunt for a while and
7: that was it take a listen to this we packed john's things up and took him to moses lake to stay with his aunt terry where she was gonna enroll him in school and in counseling. And all of the our girls then would go back to school and life would continue on. And we felt like we had handled it really well. So your
2: idea between Carol and Mark Doggett was to send their son, then about 13, to go live with the aunt, get him away from the girls. Let's be very clear. Carol, were any of the girls raped?
5: Um, no. Not that I know of, absolutely not. Um, we had asked um, we had asked them if you know what had happened if they had been touched and um, and all but one said no, and then um, our daughter that that had been, we got her into counseling, and that was you know that was the best we felt like we could do. We did everything that we could think of to take care of it, to make sure the kids got what they needed and that they were safe. We didn't know what else to do. And
2: so the night that you and your husband are arrested and put in the back of a patrol car, you think that the girls are being questioned about that and that John, your son, has been picked up about that incident, correct? Correct. Little did you know, (laughs) it was about so much more. For those of you joining us, we are visiting the Apple capital of the world that almost seems like a a Disney story until a mom, a dad, a son, and children are all taken into police custody. Why? Listen to this.
6: It started out the same as before, you know, asking me about my sister. And then they started asking me if my parents had ever abused me. Of course, I said, no, the idea of it was shocking. And they just kept on that vein. They wouldn't believe me when I told them the truth over and over and over.
2: So, Carol Doggett, you had no idea when cops come into your home, bam at the door and arrest you. You have no idea that you're being arrested for molesting your
5: own children according to them. That's right. In fact, when my sister called and said that they had picked up John, I tried to calm her down. And I was saying, it's okay. They're just going to talk to him. They're just going to interview him. And and I said, they're CPS, Terry, Child Protective Services. They're here to help. To Mark, husband and
2: father, yeah. what is your recollection of what happened that night? Uh,
1: pretty much what, Kell said I knocked at the door, asked me to step out on the porch and on went the cuffs and you're arrested for, you know child molestation and it it twilight zone. It was you, (laughs) you know there's no basis in fact, you know, you know that in your head, but Here you go, you're in the back of the cop car.
2: So let me understand their theory. Uh, Straight out to Tom Grant, award-winning journalist, now co-executive producer of In the Valley of Sin, their theory is, the cop's theory was that not just the father is molesting the children, but the mother is molesting the children, but the mother is also sex-molesting her own children. They're, what, in it together?
3: This is something that was we saw in Wenatchee is that that um, that there was a theory that uh, that parents did this together. That's a yes. Their theory is the cops'
2: theory was that both Carol and Mark were both sex molesting their children. Is that right? Yes. Cooperating, cooperating with each other and and covering up each other. So my question isn't, was mommy covering for dad? My question is, did the cops believe, again, both mommy and daddy were physically, each one,
3: both of them, sex molesting their children? Yes, I just read the documents again and that's what they alleged, that, that both the mother and father were having sexual contact with the children.
2: Go to Lisa dot com forward slash Nancy to learn more. That's L E E S A dot com forward slash Nancy. Crime stories with Nancy Grace. Elizabeth Loftus, uh, professor psychology, University of California. I prosecuted. A lot of cases, a lot of child molestation cases, a lot of molestation on children by fathers. Um, very often, I would see a mom try to cover up for the dad, or, or frankly, just refuse to believe it. In fact, almost always, but rarely, in all the literally thousands of cases I investigated and or tried, have I seen a mother. And a father, both raping, molesting children. Yeah, it's very, very rare. Elizabeth, would you agree?
4: I would agree completely with you. Uh, you know, having worked uh, you know, frequently as a consultant or expert witness on scores of cases,
5: it's mostly just the males are accused, but but not in Wenatchee.
2: You know, I want to go back to John Doggett. You were taken out of your aunt's home. And if the police are right, then they're justified. But tell me what happened once you got to police HQ. Um,
0: well, they they actually took me to the CPS office in Moses Lake. Right. Um, and took me into a pretty nondescript office with just, uh, Bob Perez and Tim Abbey, um, the police officer and the Child Protective Services. Um, yeah i didn't know he was the head of cps at the time but um and they they kept me in that room basically interrogating me for hours it was i, I wanna say close to midnight by the time they they left me alone um, it felt like it felt like that late i don't know what time it actually was but um then they both left and left me in a room all by myself. Yeah. Uh, they didn't give me any information. Um, I ended up just laying down on a couch and and just waiting. And um, eventually a couple that I had never seen before showed up and said they were there to take me to their house.
2: What went through your mind the first time they asked you had your parents molested you?
0: Oh, I was incredulous. Uh, I, it, it was such a foreign concept to me to be hurt in any way from my parents that I... You know, I, I didn't even have the words to, to tell them how, how stupid that idea was. Um, they were asking me things um, using terminology that I, had, I was not familiar with. Um, I, I was really confused, uh, really scared. Bob Perez is a very intimidating officer. Let
2: me go to Sam Doggett, daughter and sister. Were
1: you asked the same questions? Basically I didn't meet with Bob Perez first. I met with two social workers, two caseworkers, um, Dean Ryman and Pat Boggis. And, uh, they interviewed my younger sister first. Um, and then when they came to me, they just said, um, I saw that my sister was really upset and I was, you know, very protective of her and I was upset too. And when they asked me questions, they just said they actually didn't have any questions for me. They had all the information they needed. So they didn't feel a need to question
2: you. They already knew everything they needed to know. Is that correct? Correct. So Elizabeth Loftus, right there, when you suspect mommy and daddy have been molesting children, you... I would assume in every case I ever prosecute, you ask every single child. You interview every child. But for some reason, not Sam.
5: Who knows why? Yeah, who knows why?
2: Interesting. What do you think about that, Tom Grant?
3: I think that's one of the great uh, problems with the case. I mean, I'm I'm reading the, the court documents, and I'm seeing – not court These are the, the police reports that are being made, and they're alleging that the entire family gathers together and has sex, beginning when the children are very young and continuing for years and 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 it would seem they would be obliged to interview everybody extremely carefully in these cases the the working
2: theory was the whole family would get together and have group sex yes
3: yes i mean that's that's the theory yes
2: okay to amber doggett were you questioned about your parents allegedly molesting you yes what happened
4: uh, it was with, uh, Bob Perez and, and, Tim Abbey and, uh, our little sister and I were in the room, um, together at first. And then, uh, she was sent into a different room and I was questioned alone and, and they, they asked me, you know, basic questions if I knew the difference between a good touch and a bad touch and, and things like that. And then they asked if, if my parents had ever bad touched me and, and I said, no, and um, immediately, I knew that that was the wrong answer, that they were expecting something different. Bob Perez um, looked angry, like his, his face got kind of red. Um, and then they continued down that path. and and similarly to my brother, they were asking me things that I had I had no idea what they were talking about but um, Bob Perez asked asked if my dad had a boner at one point, and I didn't know what that meant. I had, I had no idea what that
2: was. How old were you at this time, Amber? I was 11. And they asked you, did your dad have a boner? How long did you hold out with them questioning you about your parents?
4: I, it felt like a long time. I honestly don't know how long it was. It was- You were 11. Late, it was late at night.
2: We had already eaten dinner. Um, it was dark out. Did you ever stay your parents had molested you? I did, yes. Yeah. Did you tell it me was, why? It was very apparent to me
4: that that is the only way I was going to get out of that room.
0: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
2: Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design icon West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of the two companies' shared values of premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship and sustainable practices made with natural latex responsibly sourced natural wool and environmentally safe foams the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary and supports a greener tomorrow plus when you purchase the natural hybrid you're also helping fuel lisa's work with shelters and those in need i want to do that Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy to learn more. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash nancy. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace.
4: After I realized that... This wasn't going to end until I told them something. I told them that my mom had a French maid outfit, because in my mind, that, was, that had something to do with sex. And I, I told them that I came into an upstairs bedroom, and my dad asked me to lay on the bed, and he laid on top of me naked after i I told them that they said okay
2: amber did a doctor ever perform a an exam of your body a pelvic exam to determine whether you had been molested yes do you know what the findings of that were i don't carol do you recall the findings of that regarding your daughter amber
5: um yes there was no evidence of abuse
3: tom grant isn't that true? Yeah, yeah th- this was, uh, first of all, these exams are not exactly as scientific as we might like to believe. But, well, Tom, but,
2: um, I well, don't know if the, you've the, ever the, had a pelvic exam or not, but uh, either you have a hymen
3: or you don't. That's kind of well, simple. Uh, okay, so I did not, you say that, but then I studied with a doctor at Michigan subsequent to these cases in which we talked about that. And there is there's there is some there are some issues of that. In the in the in the Dargett case, in particular, there was one case in which one of the children was uh, was said to have tearing, you know, some kind of tearing in the hymen. Which is, and then, but the others were they found no evidence of that. And in the case of the person who was uh, that they that the, the you know, anyway, as these cases went along, there was uh, it was extremely inconsistent about whether there was any physical evidence of that sort or not that was acceptable.
2: Back to John Dockett. Did you finally give in and state that your parents had molested you?
0: I did. I did. Um, and Amber pretty much nailed it on the head. That was that was the only way to appease them. Um, it, they, they did not accept the truth then would ask the same question over and over and over until they got the answer that they wanted to hear. And, um, I, and they, were, they were insistent.
2: Take a listen to our cut number six.
6: Eventually, I started saying yes, and then it was how many times and when. And I looked at the calendar on the wall behind him and just picked pick a date. And all of a sudden, they believed. Here is
2: Carol Doggett's recollection. Take a listen, this
7: is from In the Valley of Sin. Shortly after dinner, there was a knock on the door and it was Bob Perez and Tim Abbey. They wanted to take Amber and Megan for an interview. Christmas of 94, I was 11.
4: My mom told Megan and I, we were going to have to talk to some police officers and we could trust them and that they were trying to help our
7: brother. So we got the girls ready, put their little coats on them, and we took these little girls out on the front porch and told them everything was gonna be okay. Everything was gonna be okay. I started to get the feeling that it wasn't a good situation. And I called the police station and I asked them when they were bringing the girls home. And I said, well, because it's getting late and the girls need to get to bed. And then a little while later, there was a knock on the door. And Mark went to the door, and he stepped out, and then he was gone. And then there was another knock on the door. And I looked out there, and there was a police officer saying, ma'am, can you step out on the front porch? And I stepped out. And he said, you're under arrest for child rape. Before our trial, they kept changing the charges depending on what the kids were saying. John had already recanted. And all of a sudden, he went back to making the accusations. When I heard that, I threw myself down on the bed. And I was like, what are they doing to these kids? Like, seriously, what are they doing to these kids? John would never say that about us. He would never say that. In the valley of sin,
2: what happens next? Accusations of pastor orgies in the church, on the altar.
1: Go back from the day it
3: started, it's a horror story. They kept calling me all kinds of dirty names and you child molester and you rapist. The worst part was this officer said,
2: Perez is gonna get you next. We are following what happens with the Docket family and the new Fox Nation series in the Valley of Sin right here on Crime Stories all week long. Tomorrow, we learn another family gets swept up in the Wenatchee witch hunt It's almost too much to take in. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend.
0: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip.
3: I thought in that moment, oh my God,
0: we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA.
7: He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed.
4: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you
1: get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
2: Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's Best Hybrid Mattress Five Years Running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the EasyBreathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own EasyBreathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone,